Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen, a yoga teacher out of Austin, Texas. New this season as a visual supplement to the instruction in the podcast are videos on my YouTube channel. Search Finding Drishti on YouTube and subscribe for the latest videos. Take a seat and listen in. Monday morning has found us again. And what a Monday morning it is. <laughs> So we have been just trying to keep some kind of regularity to our week and some days things are working pretty smoothly, some days things are a little crazy and just do what we can. So this morning I thought we would take um, a little bit of time for our meditation to do Tonglen meditation because I think... Sometimes we need to just focus our breath on something that feels a little more tangible. And this is a really great practice for being able to use your breath in a way that feels, I never like to use the word productive necessarily, but to be able to just direct it somewhere. So Tonglen meditation is a Buddhist uh, meditation practice. It's a practice of giving and receiving using the breath. And the idea is that you bring somebody to mind Maybe this is somebody in your life that you know is suffering. Maybe this is a group of people. Um, You know, we can certainly keep all the people who are suffering from COVID-19, all of our healthcare workers, all of our cashiers and our delivery people who are helping to keep the economy going and keep them in mind because they are doing something that is hard. I like to keep in mind all the working parents who are trying to homeschool their kids. This is a hard time. And so you put somebody in mind, maybe this is even yourself. Maybe you need to focus a little bit of this practice on your own suffering. So you take that suffering in on the in-breath and you imagine that in the center of your heart is an incinerator. That's the visual I always come up with. Something that allows you to transform that suffering, to absorb it, to burn it up, to process it in some way so that when you exhale back out, you are offering something back out into the world for that person or group of persons or for yourself. And we want to wrap it up, wrap it up in compassion or wrap it up in positivity and well wishes in just being able to take that suffering away and offer something else back out. So we're going to take a few minutes here getting ourselves situated and starting to find the breath and really using our breath in a way that feels like we are able to give something back to the world. So I like to do Tonglen meditation with one hand over my heart and one over the belly so I can really feel the breath come into the world. But before we start, what I want you to do is bring your hands together and just rub them Back and forth, so you start to build some heat between your palms and in your fingers. Really get that heat going. And then place one hand over the heart and one over your belly. Close your eyes, sit up tall. Take a few just really deep breaths here. Feel everything rise up. And feel everything contract and lower back down. 
Let's take two more deep breaths, just like that. Feel the heat of the hands on your body. And keep the shoulders soft and we'll start to ease that breath. We're still taking full breaths, but maybe not with the same amount of sound or vigor. Just trying to soften into our breath. Soften into the experience of the breath. Start to bring somebody or some people or yourself into mind who needs some of their suffering processed, seen, witnessed, heard. As you work your breath here, can you imagine bright white light right at the center of your heart? To shine some light on whatever darkness others are experiencing. And as you bring that in, and start to put a light on it. Sometimes that suffering has been layered with other things. Sometimes it's been wrapped a few times in that darkness. So with each in-breath, you're trying to bring that in and just take a layer off. Add a little light to it. Offer something back out. And when we offer something out, it's done in a way that feels really deep from the heart. It's coming from a place not so that we feel like we are superheroes sweeping in to save the day. When we offer our breath out, it is to show that we understand their suffering. And that we have empathy for their suffering. That maybe we have experienced suffering in a similar way and that we are showing some camaraderie, some shared humanness.
And we do this practice not so that we feel like, man, I've really done something. I feel like I, I'm better than someone else, that I can take their suffering and take it away from them. But it's so that we can get on the same level. And we can come down into this little cave of darkness that they are experiencing and saying, what do you need? What can I offer you? How can I take some of this pain away from you? How can I take some of this stress off of you? And when we frame it in that way, it feels more like level ground. And more feels like you're reaching a hand and helping to pull others up into the light. And if your person in mind is yourself, There's almost this split that needs to happen. The part of you that feels like you can see your own suffering. Sometimes we don't see that. Sometimes we like to sit in our own wallowing and feel like we are completely alone. But if you can remember back to times where you have helped somebody, that you have seen somebody witness somebody and been able to offer your assistance, your guidance. Can that part of you offer some assistance and guidance for this part of you that's sitting in the darkness? That's feeling alone, that feels like the world is so heavy. Stay for a few more breaths. If you have your hands over your heart and your belly, gently release the hands back to your legs. Feel those residual touches of heat against the body as it starts to cool. The flutter the eyes open. So as I was working through my meditation, I was trying to keep my kids in mind because I think we think of them as being so flexible and they are the kids are very flexible they are very um, able to kind of go with the flow um, you know sometimes it's hard for kids to understand like why we can't just go places or why I can't just run to the store and, and buy them you know socks or whatever they need and 
then they also have moments where they seem unreasonable. And it's not that they're being unreasonable. They're being thrown into a world that doesn't make sense based on everything that they've experienced before quarantined. And they are also learning new ways of processing their day and processing their feelings. And what's really kind of amazing that I've experienced working with adults in a yoga setting is that when we as adults have been taught to bottle up our emotions, right, to contain them and put them in a place that feels very much like you don't ever want to show your vulnerabilities, you don't ever want to show um, too much anger, too much sadness, and even our happiness, right? We are, we're trying to be very um, sensitive to other people who may not be experiencing such a great day. So you don't want to go around and brag about how great your day is going. So we have learned to box and box and box and contain almost to the point as adults, we don't know how to express our emotions in a regulated way. We end up having these outbursts. Right? When we get angry, we get really angry. When we're really upset, we're really upset. And even then, we have to go and hide ourselves in a private space to have those types of feelings. With our kiddos, the little people in the world, they don't have this containment yet. They are just little bursts of emotions and that whatever comes up, comes out. And we as adults are trying to help them regulate them, but at the same time, we need to be cautious that we don't contain them in an unhealthy way that we have done as adults for ourselves. So how do we work with these emotions? How do we work with the suffering that our little people are experiencing? And how do we give ourselves room for fluctuation? Because this is really what we need, right? This is part of our yoga is learning how that even if we have these big waves that come through, how do we not get taken on the full roller coaster ride and instead let things be a little high, a little low, and there's gonna be a little dips and stuff, but it won't be nearly as violent and as aggressive um, as when we just let things kind of blow free. And so, I kind of think of when I'm trying to work with my kids, and I'm not a, I'm not any kind of expert in parenting, like not even close. But what I try to do with my kids, try being the key word, is kind of like when I go and help adjust um, in my yoga classes. Um, and we also have this technique that I learned in yoga teacher training, and I love this, is just the one touch one touch adjustment. So if somebody, um, say they're in a warrior two and their leg isn't coming forward enough, they're still kind of in like a straight leg position. I want them to get a little deeper in the knee. What I end up doing is I will tap on where I want movement, right? And I'll say, press into my finger. So suddenly this push back, right? To give them a little bit of touch and resistance. Um, usually gets people into the positions that I am trying to get them into so that they feel the alignment and feel um, engagement in the parts of the body that I'm trying to work with. And so with my kids, what I'm trying to do now is a little emotional touch. 
top and bottom, right? When they start to get too high in a place where um, anger or um, even when they're like overexcited and it's bedtime, how do we start to tap them, little one finger taps to just be like, okay, you've hit the top. Here's a ceiling to work with. Not saying don't ever go there, but just saying, hey, okay, you've, you've kind of hit the max here. Um, and we want to just kind of bring that back down, give them awareness of where that top is. And then same with when they get to the bottom, how do I give it a little tap? And go, okay, let's go back in the other direction. So it's not so much a controlling kind of factor, but it's a little bit of play, right? Of adjustment um, to give them a little bit of direction. So that's what I've been working on. Um, I don't know if that's helpful for you guys, but hopefully there's some tool in there that you can use between meditation, really putting somebody in mind, trying to understand their suffering and how we can use our, our yoga, um, these tools, these uh, kind of safe spaces that we create for experiencing our humanness. And, you know, all we can do is just a little bit at a time and it's not going to be a straight linear line at all ever it's not like okay we've achieved something and we've made it there will always be that fluctuation and then we just try to tap it in either direction to encourage it to get to um, a place that makes more sense thank you for listening to finding drishti podcast support this podcast with a donation via venmo to terry cohen that's spelled t-e-r-r-i dash k-o-e-n and telling your friends and family you can find my live online teaching schedule at findingdrishti.com.